Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It, episode number 48. I need to tell you something before I ask you how you are, and that is, don't worry, don't worry, it's nothing too dramatic, but it is snowing. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I I say really, I did see your Insta stories, um, so that was a slight faux, really, but that's exciting. Well, it's yeah, it's borderline hysteria here. So um, I generally don't see that many people in my day to day. I see Jack and Emily who works with me. and I've had the same conversation with both of them, which kind of goes, oh, it's snowing. Oh, is it? Are you sure it's not just hailing? Oh, no, it's snowing. Ooh, oh, is it setting? <laughs> yeah, literally, that's the next question. Well, I would rather it didn't settle. I don't know where you stand on snow, but in this country, it just gets on my nerves. I like a settle. It's funny because whenever it depends on who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my mum, who like drives to work and visits my granddad, and like I, I I'm like no, please don't settle because I appreciate the hindrance that it is. But when I'm talking to like Joe or anyone that kind of works from home and enjoys the coziness of two days with like a blanket of white outside, I'm like yes, no. It depends who I'm talking to and how adult I'm being about it, really. I just, I just don't like it. Never have. It's, it's just a bit cold, and then it just. I don't know. I've never been anywhere where it's been like really snowy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I, I don't know. Maybe a a Nordic winter might sort me out. Maybe, maybe that's what you need to appreciate UK snow. Just, just an expensive Nordic holiday. <laughs> I think didn't we decide that was our solution to the January blues as well? Holidays yeah. is the solution to everything. Oh, just a holiday. I, you know, I'm quite envious because here it's kind of spitting and it's still very, very windy. Um, and I used to be really scared of the wind. Um. <laughs> June hates the wind. Yesterday, because oh. obviously we had the old storm, Kiara. Is that what we're called? That's, that's her name, isn't it? I thought it, it was Kiara, but um, either or. I don't. I'm unsure. But yeah, she, she said, can you make the wind stop winding? Oh, I used to be really scared of the wind. I still am a bit cautious but I remember when Joe and I first met and he told me about a holiday he had been growing up in Florida and I think it was during like hurricane season and I said I literally I mean I don't think anyone would be you know fond of a hurricane but I literally cannot imagine anything worse that's your worst weather the it wind. would be my absolute just like I remember going to my nan's when I was little and her fence had blown down and I was just like mortified I was like are you serious the wind did that yeah, to be fair, the wind blew down two of our fence panels and I didn't really notice them because you can't see it unless you're upstairs looking into the garden. So they've blown two fence panels into next door um, and I just think neither me nor next door care because I've not yeah. been round there and they've not been round here. There's a mutual kind of like <laughs> reluctance to deal with it. <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? Go out in the snow and start fixing these fence panels? I think, do you know what, wait until all the weather has had an effect 
Because, you know, it, it's all to play for if it's starting to snow. Exactly. I'll be rounding maybe like April, May to sort the fence panels out. Yeah, by that point. That, oh, who knows what might have happened. Um, I also said on my Instagram stories that you think that British people talk about weather a lot. You've heard nothing until it starts to snow. And I think I've just taken up three whole minutes talking about the weather. So I might move on. No, that's fine. Um, I mean, I, I could go on, but I won't. I, I think we'll draw a line under it. Um, So you are officially a published author with a book out. It's, oh my it's, it's done. God, I know. People, a couple of people have read it already. I know. I mean, people have actually said to me that, have you read it? And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying my hardest. Like, I am trying my hardest, but how it's, all the, people... it's all the big words that I use, isn't it? It's such a hindrance. <laughs> it's honestly, the toddler is is kind of my downfall. But yeah, I'm really jealous of the people that have finished it. I'm just so, it's, it's quite nerve wracking. Some people like, someone tagged me in a picture and they were like, book, I don't know, seven out of 50 of the year and had their review. And I was like quite nervous to read it because I was like, oh God, it's the full thing. But um, no, I am. It's It's, what a wild week. Um, how was the launch party? I mean, I was there. I can tell you my perspective, but you know, from from the eye of the storm, how was it? It was wonderful. It was. Do you know? I got there and I got there about six o'clock, and it was meant to start at six thirty, and it did start at six thirty. And obviously, no one was there at six o'clock, and I was kind of setting up, and a few people kind of came in about twenty five past six, and we hadn't finished, and I was like, okay. And then you get the texts from people that can't make it. So you're looking at your phone and you're a bit like, oh, okay. Obviously, it happens with anything. And I'm sure we, we've both been to events we've had to cancel last minute or any like things like that happen. And then you just get this pang of, oh, my God, no one's going to come. That's it. And then suddenly, literally about 6.35, the room just started filling up and didn't stop for another hour. And it was just so overwhelming, like so overwhelming to have so many people there and I just felt like, it felt like a wedding. Honestly, it felt like a wedding. I um, felt like a bit of an insecure girl afterwards because I kept like replaying situations in my head because, but I found out, I think everyone felt the same because most people knew quite a few people or at least like recognise them from Instagram and it was just such a lovely atmosphere and there was just, it was a great guest list. Like people just kept grabbing people and like interrupting people and and like I think I just came up to you twice like interrupted you and then just like walked off and yeah. I'd just like <laughs> yes. to point out I wasn't even drunk I was just drinking lemonade but it was just like everyone was so excited to see like the entirety of their Instagram feed um, and then I got home and was like oh oh uh. but it was fine because I spoke to a few people and they felt the same because you'd be like talking to somebody and then you'd and then somebody would interrupt you and then you'd interrupt somebody else and it was just because everyone was just so excited to see people which you know it, but yeah all manners went out the window yeah, it was it was so lovely. I just I just I I didn't stop talking and I was just like, oh my god. And we had this whole wall at the back, like a wall of insecurities, um, where people were writing down the thing that makes that makes them a member of the Insecure Girls Club. And I read them all the next morning. And I was like, oh my god, the vulnerability here is unbelievable. I had to walk away from the insecure wall. I was a bit I was a bit hormonal and I started reading them and I was like, no. No, I'm gonna have to walk away. You know, uh, not, not not on day thirty three. Yeah. Uh uh uh. <laughs> Literally, I think it was day thirty three. Um, and I was trying to write my own, and I was like, no, people are just being too beautiful and vulnerable. I'm just gonna go cry in the corner. Oh no, it was amazing. Like I, I can't believe people came. I was yeah, it was so nice. They came, they saw, they loved it. Oh, I know. I was like, I want to do more. I want to do like, I want, I want more just parties. 
if we have more parties, can we have more chairs? Because it... <laughs> I sat next to uh, Sarah Powell and I was like, oh, I'm absolutely knackered. I said, what time is it? She went 25 past eight. <laughs> we stood there. We were there till about half 11. I'm not surprised. And then um, the music went off. I think Joe did request the music go off because I think at that point, neither of us had eaten. And we were just like, we are hungry and tired. And my feet were starting to hurt. And I was like, I just need some room service in my bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Can we talk about the bath in the room? Oh, my God. I, I, I just... <laughs> what a bath. Oh, my God. So, basically, Joe and I, we were going to just get a cab home. We were just going to be like, no, it'll be fine. And I said, you know what? Let's treat ourselves. I was like, I never stay in London, ever. Um and I want somewhere to get ready and I don't want to feel stressed and I want somewhere to kind of rehearse my speech and just feel calm. Which was great. Sorry to interject. The oh. speech, we haven't even touched on the speech. It was so good. I, I felt like I was at a gig, like everyone had their camera phones out and it was, yeah, it was so good. I felt like Paul McCartney. It might never happen again. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, thank you. But um, yeah, so we were like, oh, we'll stay somewhere. Well, and I didn't really know where to stay. And I ended up, we booked a room at the Standard, um, which is a very hip and happening hotel. Uh, and one of the rooms I'd seen, I think I'd seen it on Instagram, maybe like a year, maybe when it opened, has a bath on the balcony, um, which is completely as like ostentatious and mad as you'd expect. But I was like, yeah, I need that. And Absolutely. it was the perfect weather for it on Friday. Sorry to interject. No, it was. It was. You know, we were so lucky because I got there and I arrived and my parents were coming to the party. So they kind of, about me about half an hour after I got there, they showed up. So I didn't have time to do it before. And after you got home, I was just knackered. But on Friday morning, bright sunshine. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a bath. There was a man on his balcony next door on the phone. And it's only there was only like a bush kind of covering Ooh. each balcony so I was like I might seem like a bit of an exhibitionist but if there's a bath on the balcony what do you expect yeah what what was he talking about was he train guy or was it you know an no, interesting I don't really know I just, it wasn't it wasn't that close but I could I was like I couldn't see another person so I was like assuming it was a phone call but I went ahead and had my bath regardless well you'd booked it for the bath well, exactly. I thought, I'm going to use this. It felt like being, like I always say about having a bath with a big open window, like that, but just on a big scale. Oh, sorry. I was going to say something, um, but I'm not. We can move right on to Teletalk. Have you even had time to watch anything this week? Do you know, I've watched a couple of things. I feel like you're going to be, it's going to be more fruitful from your end. So you go first. Um, I feel like you're going to have better TV content. I can't decide what to go for first. Okay, I'm going to go for this because I've got one one thing that I can't believe I've not discussed with you, but I'm definitely going to talk about that. But I need to talk to you about the thing that I watched last night, okay. which was Taylor Swift, Miss Americana. <gasps> I've been desperate to watch this. Well, okay. I know nothing about Taylor Swift, like nothing. I mean, I know who Taylor Swift is. I know what she looks like, but I mean, I wouldn't know a Taylor oh, good. Swift. <laughs> I wouldn't know a Taylor Swift song. But like I've always been you quite would. I you don't mean that. I do, I do. I do. You know a Taylor Swift song. I don't. I don't. Well, I, I do now. Shake it off. Oh, I know that one. Oh, and actually what I'm on about, that features heavily in the animated film Sing and um yeah. we call that Piggies, that song in our house. 
Yeah, there's so many songs. I'm sure you know. Yeah, Piggies. I know that song because the two. You know, Piggies by Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but because Jack kept like because um, we do this thing in our house where most of the time we watch the same thing, but every now and again I want to watch that, and Jack wants to watch something else. So he sits with his headphones on on the sofa watching his laptop and I sit and watch the TV. We occasionally hold hands, it's romantic. But he kept pausing it and like lifting up a headphone and was like, what's going on? Ooh. I was like, just bloody well watch it, Jack. Anyway, um, the reason I wanted to watch it, because I think I'm just fascinated with any female just in business. Because like I know yeah. that she's a performer, but I'm like, I know that it's a whole machine. I'm just interested in like, you know, your insecurities, your struggles, like, are we all the same kind of thing? And I've watched um, the Beyonce documentary. I've watched the Lady Gaga documentary, Five Foot Two. And then there was that Katy Perry one, wasn't there? And I, oh, yeah. And I said, to, <laughs> this is what I said to Jack. I was like, you know, Beyonce is like God, goddess. Like, you're not going to have a mate like Beyonce because she's in, in like another realm. Katy Perry, like I can't imagine her being my mate. And Gaga would be like your kooky mate who you probably only want to see once every other month because <laughs> it's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Where I was like, Is that how you feel about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I'd put you and Taylor Swift in the same bracket. Like, you know, you, like I know that she's pretty famous, but I, I don't know. She just comes across as quite down to earth. Yeah everyone's like yeah you're stating the obvious but anyway I just loved it I just thought it was wonderful um it particularly covered you know like just before she came out and said like she was anti-Trump yeah um, and it covered that and it was just so fascinating like the big bosses that were in the room and the conversations they were having you can see why so many big people don't talk out about politics but how she was like I want to be on the right side of history. Like, I have to say something. And then at the end, she just kept saying how much she had struggled or, like, basically been seeking approval of others. And she always kind of thinks there's a better version of herself out there and basically how she had to get a handle on that. And I just thought it was just really relatable, you know, obviously all the mm. private jets and everything. But... <laughs> You know, same. she's Taylor Swift, but she still has the, probably the same thoughts that we have. And I know people kind of come at it from a really cynical point of view. Like I Googled it afterwards and there was loads of articles like, oh, what did we learn from the Taylor Swift documentary? Most of the articles were written by men, I would like to point out. But mm. as somebody who knew pretty much nothing from Taylor Swift, like I just came away just thinking how relatable it was that as women, we kind of all struggle with the same things no matter how big or small you are like it's still the same kind of idiot in your mind going well you're not good enough you're not thin enough you're not successful enough yeah I think that's it sorry to no, no, no it's fine please stop my Taylor Swift rant no but I think it's true and I think you can approach these documentaries and things with like total cynicism where you kind of think oh but they're only saying it to be relatable I think well you know, if you, even if they are they're still saying it and I think like you can you can approach anyone like that, but you can't always look you can't always see the world through that perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like like, like those men would write about. Like it's nice to actually approach it and be like, no, actually, we all feel like that, and it's normal. Because if you're a young Taylor Swift fan watching that, that's so impactful. Or a Definitely, new Taylor Swift fan yeah. like you, <laughs> brand new. Um, I can't wait. I just every t like every time I've got some a few minutes I'm like I'm just gonna go google another Taylor Swift video oh my god I feel like I need to give you like a beginner's guide to Taylor Swift songs um can I hold you to that 
yeah, I will give you my top five and then you can like go from there on my favourite albums. I can't wait. Maybe we can make it a whole podcast ep- episode. It could be called Taylor Swift for Beginners. Yeah, I, I would happily oblige. I went, Did you know that I went to a meet and greet in Manchester? It was a project. And, you know, I went to, um, I met her mum as well. Her mum, her mum. I, I loved her mum. So lovely. What, were they really nice? They were really lovely. Like, she was really nice. Although it was kind of like, a, you know, one in, one out, like quick photo. Like, she was really like, I don't know, this sounds like a really, like, wanky word, but really human and yeah. really normal. Yeah, that's what kind of came across. And it's like, I don't need my pop stars to be human or, you know, sometimes that can be the allure. But I just I just really enjoyed myself. I really, I've got a lot of time for her. And her cat's called Olivia. So, Oh, my God, that cat is the cutest. I think she's got excellent taste in names. <laughs> and cats. And cats. Um, the next thing that I really wanted to talk about, um, and I don't think I've spoken about it. I've checked the notes from the past two weeks. And have I spoken about Shrill? Ooh. If you have, I feel like sometimes all these one-word programs that you mention merge, and I feel like, like I, obviously they're all very different, but when it's like Pose, Shrill, Fab, I don't know, like I just, I, I can't keep up, and it's because I'm a TV nan, so I don't think so, though. And if I have, you might not have been listening, so I'm just going to go and do it anyway. So season one, each episode's basically about 30 minutes, which is perfect because you can just absolutely get through them really quickly. Um, And it's about a girl called Annie and her housemate Fran. Um, And they're just really cool, um, but also just like really relatable. The main character, Annie, is played by A.D. Bryant, and I just love her. Like, she's just... She's just not what you typically expect to see on TV. And that sounds really daft because she's not an extreme version of anything. She's kind of an actor. I, d- I don't know what dress size she is, but, you know, a little bit bigger than than the stereotypical kind of mould that you often see. Um, and it's just about their lives as young 20-somethings. I don't know where they live, somewhere like hipstery in America um and she writes for an online magazine and then she kind of starts writing for herself um and it's just really really great season one there's a really awesome episode I think it's number four and it's where they all go to a pool party but it's for everybody of like a certain size um and it's just really lovely like you know if you went to a pool party uh, where everyone was I mean I'm never going to pool parties by the way um it's snowing but you know just like if everyone just didn't care about what they looked like or didn't have any kind of insecurities because you're all kind of around people that look like you and that was like a really empowering episode and then the I don't know it's just like they talk about relationships a lot like she's got this kind of lover that she goes around and shags every now and again and he treats her a bit like shit and you're like mm. oh Annie just like have a bit more self-respect but like you can see it in your like in your previous life uh, not previous life <laughs> I call I call my life <laughs> um but like you know you can see it in like past experiences of yourself where maybe you should have had a bit more self-respect but like you didn't really know any better so you're mm. kind of like gunning for her and you're like oh come on Annie do the right thing like love yourself a bit more but like you know that you've been in that situ- like situation or situations like it and it's just, I just love it. It's funny, it's smart, and it's clever. And season two, the wardrobe is exceptional. 
Oh, I can't believe this has bypassed me. Yeah, I think you'd really, really enjoy it. Um, season two, there's a lot of Loughlin Randall shoes. You can see stout bags, like, and some vintage, which again, in like a bit of a bigger size, you don't always see because you don't always see the sizes like that and the color palette and everything. And you're just kind of gunning for it like the whole way. Um, even when she like makes mistakes, it's all just kind of like learning in your mid mid twenties. Yeah, you'll really like it. I'm going to have to check this out. I can't believe... I, th- I feel like it was the overwhelm of things I haven't seen that I'm just like, things come go in one ear out the other. Oh, I have seen... I've just gone on Google and Googled it. But I feel like it's it's coming back. Yeah, it's so good. And she wears um, a lot of um, Batsheba dresses as well. <gasps> okay. I'm just generally so, in love with her. Obsessed. Say no more. Say no more. Is it a BBC show then? Um, it's on Hulu. H-U-L-U, but for some reason the BBC have got it at the moment. Not asking any questions. And also, if you didn't want to watch it on the BBC for whatever reason, until sometime in February, both series are available on YouTube. Oh, wild. Oh, yeah, great outfits. Yeah, just some really... Like, the outfits were strong in season one, but they've clearly got more budget in season two and the outfits are outstanding. And it's based on a book. Oh, yeah, it's based on a book. I did write that in my notes. The book is um, Notes from a Loud Woman by Lindy West. Lovely. I've got two more things left on my list. Um, One, I just want people to know, I'm still watching Grace and Frankie, but I haven't really had the time to watch it. Um, I can't watch it when June's there. It's very sweary. Um... Yeah, Jack and I have been watching a lot of the same programmes, so which is, you know, fine. But when I did w- have time to watch something my own, I went for the Taylor Swift. But I was in London for your launch party, and then I stayed the night after as well. Both nights, I was just in bed watching Grace and Frankie, which is what most people pay for a hotel room in London for, I'm sure. <laughs> you could have been anywhere. I know, I could have been anywhere. And I was like, this is exceptional got room service and finished season six of grace and frankie i just wanted to say it was great i had my doubts as i was starting season six i was like "Mm." but i think with grace and frankie you've got to binge it like i don't think you can just watch one episode and have a little break like the more you watch the better it gets yeah okay i really need to start how have i not started well i mean to be honest you've got a lot on no i'll get there i'll get there The last thing that I wanted to talk about was I said that I was going to a VIP screening last week and I've now been to the VIP screening. Um, And that was, I know, I know. I don't think they're going to invite me back. Um, But I went to see the new Emma. When I say the new Emma, like there's already another Emma, but this is the newest Emma. Um, And it's based on a, is it a Jane Austen book? I'm so uncultured. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the DVD here of the Gwyneth Paltrow one. Um, um, Emily, who I work with, brought it around. She's like, now you've seen the new one. Watch this one. And she's also brought me Sense and Sensibility. But anyway, I digress. So resourceful. I know, I know. She knows I like a period drama. Um, I went to watch Emma. I thought it was wonderful. The I do have something not so wonderful to say about it, but I'll talk about the positives first, which was I thought the sets and I thought the costumes were out of this world, like to the point where I don't think I was even concentrating on what was happening. Like I'm not familiar with with Jane Austen. I haven't 
seen Emma before. I haven't read the book. I'm just a little bit uncultured, to be honest. Um, but the sets, like it was just like stepping into a giant cake. It was very pastel, oh. very ornate. Um, the flowers were exceptional. And to the point, like with the costumes, like where you just couldn't let it go. Like I think for the first 45 minutes, like I just kept looking at all the buttons and the shoulders and the hats and the feathers. Oh my God. It was incredible. However... In terms of the film, because I, I know so many people are looking forward to it, and somebody said to me the other day, if you only had one film to go and see, would you see Little Women or would you see Emma? I would have to say I would pick Little Women over Emma. We don't have to pitch them against each other, but I am. Oh, I love Johnny Flynn, though. Johnny Flynn isn't in Little Women. No, he's not. And he was he was very good. Um, he made me a bit swoony. Um, oh. But I did think it was a little bit long. It was two hours. Um, mm. my kind of toilet threshold, I can't really sit that long. Mm. And also, which is a complete contrast of the personal history of David Copperfield, there was no diversity in the cast whatsoever, which I just thought, you just can't. Like, it's just completely unacceptable. Um, And it was just so noticeable as well, because I'd seen little women who had kind of made some of an effort, but then when you watch the personal history of David Copperfield and it's complete colorblind casting. It just was so noticeable in Emma. It was just a complete white cast. And I was like, I just couldn't, once I kind of noticed it, I was just like, oh, this film's kind of ruined for me. There's just mm. no, no re like rhyme nor reason for it. So that was my kind of two negative comments on that. But I know lots of people are looking forward to it. And as I say, the costumes, the sets and the flowers and the hair, actually, the hair was exceptional. Um, and Bill Nye was extremely funny, but I did think it was a little bit long. Yeah, I, I feel like I do still want to see it, mainly because I haven't seen Johnny Flynn act. Actually, I have seen him act, but I absolutely love him. I'm a big fan of his music, so I would like to see him on the big screen. Cheer on, Johnny. Yeah, me and oh, I don't want to mention Sarah Powell again. I'm just name dropping, but I saw her three times last week. Um, and we, yeah, we were like, ooh, Johnny Flynn. I know. I literally, like, Joe and I saw him on our first date together. And then I went up, we saw him somewhere last year, and Joe went up to him and he was like, We listened to you on our first date. So I'm just oh, obsessed. If you haven't listened to his music, I cannot recommend it enough. I mean, obviously I haven't. Please, can you send me a, jo a Johnny Flynn 101 as well, please? Oh my God. That's, he, he's, he is like an amazing musician. I can't believe that. Oh, I'm excited to introduce you to that. I can't wait for my PDF. I'd like a PDF of both, please. Don't want a, a PDF. A full debrief. Um, and that's, that's everything that I've been watching. They're all my notes. Oh, you, you are out of notes. I'm done. So this week, I've not actually watched much. Um, so on Saturday night, um, Joe and I had like a proper film curry night. And there were three options that neither of us have seen that have been on our list for ages. So one was Wild Rose, which we didn't watch, but we're going to. What on earth did you watch that was better than Wild Rose? How many other options you didn't watch? The other option was Fighting With My Family. Yeah. And then we ended up watching The Farewell, which is something we've both wanted to watch for ages. I remember I saw it as a trailer before I saw Blinded by the Light. Um, and I remember seeing it and I was like, this looks sensational. If you watch the trailer, such a tearjerker. It's directed by Lulu Wang and it's amazing. Um, it's got Aquafina in it, who was one of the EE rising stars and she was in Crazy Rich Asians. And it is just 
amazing. I'm looking so for something to watch tonight. So actually, I'm quite glad that you did go for the thing I've not seen. Yeah, do you know what? It was so lovely. Like it's most of it's subtitled, um, which I think means you just you, you're properly engaged with it. You kind of you can't your mind can't flit anywhere else. Yeah, I do like that about a subtitled film actually because it is quite easy. Obviously, when when you know the language, you can just I don't know I can find myself going off. But yeah, that is actually quite. A, great way of keeping somebody like engaged yeah it was so beautiful so it's about family and identity so Billy um the main character lives in New York and it's about her family who live in China and her nene's been diagnosed with cancer and just the way they kind of approach the diagnosis and their relationships and it's just so beautifully told and it's got some really funny moments it's just again a really like beautiful human kind of emotional, like really lovely films. I will forgive the not seeing of Wild Rose for that because it looks great. And as I say, now I'm thrilled I've got something new to watch. So you're forgiven. I will watch Wild Rose though. I do desperately want to watch it. And Joe was like, was that the one that was singing at the BAFTAs? And I was like, yeah. It was. I just want to be able to sing, sing the soundtrack together. Okay. Oh my God. I don't think anyone else will though. No, I do not. Um, Well, this week, what we thought we would do is we are going to bring the shopping segment back. However, we're going to do it once a month because we feel that's more appropriate. I think both of us are buying less. um, But, you know... We're, we're still living Charlotte. We still shop. Um, and I have had a few messages going, where's the shopping gone? It's back. Oh, Don't people worry. People want it. Yeah, but we're just going to do it once a month. So without further ado, let's do shopping. Let's go shopping. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So for the launch party, I was really after a dress and shoes. There were two things I'd kind of saved for, really wanted to get, and I did get. And in the end, I went for a Batshiva yellow dress, which I was like, I was looking, I tried on numerous things, but I was like, I want something that I'm going to wear again and not just for this occasion. I want something that's like special, but also rewearable and not kind of covered in sequins. I'll just kind of think, oh, I've worn it and it's limited. But while I was on my dress mission, I discovered the brand O Pioneers which are now one of my absolute favourite dress brands. They're very similar to Batshiva, um, but I believe they use lots of offcuts for Liberty Fabrics. Um, and they've got that whole prairie-style dress thing going on, which obviously we are both mutually obsessed with. And I'm just obsessed, and that is next on my list. I thought they only went up to a size 14, but I messaged them, because obviously mutually obsessed. I mean, I don't know if you're going to talk about a particular item, but I put an item on my Insta stories and you were like already on its way to me and that is what originally bonded us was how much we like the same clothes um so I messaged them and was like hello um (laughs) (laughs) I I just wanted to know like 
what sizes you went up to, if you do custom sizing, blah, blah, blah. And they do go up beyond kind of what they have on their website. I don't think their website's like a, a good representation. Like you can just buy off the website, but they do do stuff made to measure or like bespoke of whatever size you are. Like I think they're just very flexible, which a lot of these kind of smaller producers are, which is why it's really lovely to be able to buy from them because you've just got a lot of options. Yeah, and it feels more personal and more kind of, like, I suppose when you're investing in something which is at a higher price point, it feels like it's really bespoke to you and the care has really gone into it. Whereas I think, I don't know, it's, it's a big investment to spend like £300 on a dress, especially a dress that isn't for like a huge occasion. So I think if it's something like that, it's nice to feel like they're really like hand-holding you kind of thing through the whole process and being like, right, it's going to be perfect. Um, tell people more about your dress at the launch party because I feel like you've not drawn a lovely enough picture of it because you looked so lovely in it. Oh, thanks. Um, so I went into, do you know what? I'd, I'd Because it's one of those things I think it's always the way when you're shopping that when you've saved up, it's kind of like wedding dress shopping where you, you know what you want, but the second you've got any money to spend on something, you cannot find anything. And that's exactly how I felt with this. I was just like, I was like, right, I know the kind of thing I want. I just could not find it anywhere. And I ordered a few things in the sale on different websites and I'd had no luck. Like I tried on a really lovely dress from the matches sale and it was like so beautiful, but doing things just don't fit properly. And I'm like, do I like this because it's a designer name or am I just swept up in that kind of thing? Um, so I went into Selfridges with my mum and we literally went up to the kind of there. They've got the designer floor which is amazing. It's all like beautiful couture dresses, Gucci, like it's incredible, but it's it's not where one shops. So then you go up again and then you've got the contemporary floor, which has got like reformation and whistles and just like shrimps, like loads of really cool, varied brands. Um, and I saw the Batsheva rail and I was like, oh, gravitated towards it. And I swear, and up until that point in Selfridges, there hadn't been any music on. And the second I picked up this yellow dress, I'm Still Standing came on. No. And I felt like I was in a music video. And I picked it up and I was like, I'm trying it on. It's the one. And I just felt like I'd had like, I felt like I was in the I'm Still Standing music video. It was amazing. Um, so it's like basically, in short, it's um this yellow, like butter yellow mini prairie dress. It's got a big collar, but you can kind of push it down you can either have it up so it's quite dramatic or you can have it like almost like a Peter Pan collar so it's like you can adapt it depending on who you want to be that day um but I got it just because I knew it would look really nice with heels but I knew I could wear it in the summer with like trainers or sandals and it would still work um but it's like this I think I can't remember the exact fact I think it's like a thick cotton but it feels quite robust and not like oh can you see my pants through it and I, I couldn't see that. your pants. Well, do you know what? I did, I did change them. I had some dark pants on. And it was one of those ones. You bunch it together and hold it really tight. And then someone's like, oh, you can kind of see it when you do that. And you're like, enough. And everyone's like, well, you're never going to be in that situation. But, um, yeah, and I was absolutely thrilled with that. So I bought that. And, yeah, that that's kind of been the big purchase. Um, I have also bought some gig tickets. Um. Nan's going to a gig next weekend. Um, you which going? I'm going to see a brand called Fur, which I know. I've, oh, I like them. You introduced me to them. They're brilliant, and it's actually by the time this goes up, 
the gig wouldn't have happened. So if you're in London, um, I think it's in Tottenham. Um, so it's very, very, literally the other side of London to where I am. But they're playing and they are amazing. Where and are I they playing in Tottenham? Sorry, I used to live there. I'm like, it's, like, it's like a brewery. And they're amazing. They are playing actually next month and April in Brighton. Um, so if you are based in the south of England um, or willing to travel, I can I can't recommend them enough. I really um, like their merch. They've got good, solid merch. Great merch and just great style. They're just really cool. And I'm, I was going to say I'm digging them and I was like, this is almost Chillax Part 2. This is so Chillax I, Part 2. So I will veer back, I will circle back around from that. Uh, I sound like train guy. One thing I want to buy, actually, is one of, to drop her in for probably the fourth time, is one of Sarah Powell's tea towels. Oh, I've got a Sarah Powell tea towel. <laughs> Should we just she call did... this the Sarah Powell episode? We could do. I did. She did very kindly give me one at my book launch, and I'm obsessed with it. But I sent one to my mum before she I'd seen her, and I was like, they are amazing. They're such good tea towels. So Sarah has two tea towels. One's called Doing It Babes, because that's one of her catchphrases. And if you ever watch her Instagram stories, she always starts with, and I started doing this very unintentionally just because it's so catchy and she starts it with going morning um sorry that probably really hurt somebody's ear somewhere but um I have tea towels now that I won't actually use to dry pots with oh yeah because Jack kind of like turns tea towels like a weird like I don't know what he does with them I just Ooh. don't know what he does with them. I don't know if he's like throwing them outside or in the bin, but they just they just go a funny shade of gross. So I now have a tea towel collection. I've got one that I bought in Margate a couple of years ago. That I've now pinned and put on the wall. I've got another tea towel that I've framed. And while Sarah's tea towel's not going downstairs, it's way too nice. Yeah, no, it, it's a really nice tea towel. She does say it washes lovely, um, you know, and it does dry the pots, but I just think it's too good. Yeah, no, I'm cautious. I'm cautious to um, let it into the wild in the kitchen. Fair enough. Um, I bought a Bathsheba dress as well, not to copy, but, you know, I did. Um, but I was very excited because she has extended her sizing. Um, and to be honest, that was my main excuse for buying the dress. You had to just see if it was going to be good. Yeah, I did. So I did think about it. And you know when you can't stop thinking about something? And I could not stop thinking about it for about five weeks. And I was just thinking, do you know what? I'm I'm doing it, babes. Um, And I did the most ruthless of clear outs that I've spoken about. So I'd sold oh my loads God. of stuff as well. And I just thought, just just treat yourself and again like you I thought I could see myself wearing it in the summer with sandals like I, you can dress it up you can dress it down um and it's it's longer than yours I think it it's kind of yeah it's midi between you know the knee and the ankle and it's two different liberty prints so one is kind of like a blue striped floral and the other one's like a real yellowy ditzy print and it's got a ruffle hem I'm just turning around to look at it Oh, it's not in here. Oh, it's still in my suitcase. I've not in oh, my suitcase dear. in London, have I? Oh, dear. Um, and it's got a ruffle cuff, but what it doesn't have like yours, it just has a round neck collar, which I actually thought for me, because if it's, you know, longer, you don't kind of want it all singing or dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So I ordered, I think the size 20, which sounds quite big, but I, um, matches are actually really good. 
uh, putting like the individual item measurements, which I think is, you know, you're paying for the service. Um, And I was like, oh no, that's what size I'll be. Because sometimes with higher end designers, their sizes are a lot smaller. Anyway, got that size and I was like, "Mm, I'm not quite sure. Anyway, ordered the 18 and that fit perfectly. So thank goodness for PayPal credit, sent the bigger one back um, and then wore it. And I felt like a million dollars, even after somebody offered me their seat on the tube in it. Oh, yeah, it's like, you know, some prairie dresses, I say flattering in inverted commas, because I just don't really care if something's regarded as flattering. But um, somebody did say, would you like a seat? And I said, I'm all right, thanks. I, I was going to say, I hope you said yes, just so you could be like, you know, I'm wearing a great dress and I'd like to sit down. Um, well, I was with somebody. So I was like, well, even though this situation's a bit awkward, there isn't a seat for two of us. So I'll just remain standing. <laughs> You're like, thanks. You, you've really caused a conundrum here. Yeah, but to be honest, like, it was weird because I've had that before and it kind of bothered me, whereas I was like, I look great. I feel like that's the thing. If you, when you, when you kind of like, sometimes it like, it can throw you off if you're having one of those days, but sometimes you can just be like, oh God, here we go. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was fine. So I, yeah, got my first Batsheva dress and I'm thrilled with it. Mine's got pockets as yours. Yes. So I was like, has it? Um, but I put my room key for the hotel in it. I was just trying to think then. It has pockets, which is which is another great thing. Um, I also bought, this is actually way before Christmas, but I feel like it's quite relevant to talk about now. I made my first Mary Benson purchase. <gasps> She's dreamy. Um, and Mary Benson is a designer based in London. Um, I think she's originally from Leeds. I can't help but mention it every time I mention her. And she was once on the Mary Queen of Shops. You know, Mary Porter she used to kind of oh, go yes. around. But like years and years ago, and she was on there. And I think she did these like rainbow Lorex dresses. And it, they were so like early 2000s. They were incredible. And I always wanted one. And her name like really stuck in my head. And then 10 years later, I'm like, oh, it's the same It's the same person that I loved then and I love now. And That's very cool. And she specialises in prairie dresses. I mean, just prairie trend for life um, and dead stock fabric. But then Mary and her team like embellish stars and moons in kind of glitter and gold and just general. They're, they're just like magical dresses. <laughs> like they I, They're so good. I put one on and um, Emily, who I worked with, was like, it, it's quite um, fortune tellery. <laughs> perfect you said I was like fantastic let's go what are we waiting for um but the this one that I bought was like pink silk and I couldn't really decide between them all this was like just before Christmas and I went for the pink because I was like well this will work at Christmas but it'll also work in the summer like again trying to get the wear out of it but I didn't end up getting it till yeah just before Christmas it arrived I think I ordered it in November but it was too big for me on the shoulders but it was great because I actually chose the bespoke measurement option she does sizes six to 30 but I sent like all my bespoke measurements but I forgot that I have really slopey shoulders like I can't I'm constantly like pulling bra straps up and stuff it's really annoying (laughs) this has a point I promise um anyway so I emailed Mary and her team and they were like oh just come in for alterations like that's part of the service so we eventually a bit of back and forth more with my diary I went in and they did the alterations for me on the spot that's very impressive. Yeah, really good. And it was so well made, like it's lined and weirdly it's pink silk and it doesn't crease a lot because I was a bit concerned about that. It's like, a, it's just like a magic dress. Oh, this sounds incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it, but all of this, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I nearly wore it to a launch party, but I was 
who knows when my period's going to arrive, but I was a bit bloaty and I was like, mm, not again, not that I really care, but I was just like, I just wasn't in the mood to, to wear it. I just felt a bit uncomfortable, um, but yeah. I'm definitely ready to wear it when my period arrives and leaves and is gone. Any day. Okay. any day now um what else have I oh I tell you what else I've bought um so I feel like I've been wearing the wrong knitwear for years oh um I know dun 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 when I did my wardrobe sort out there was just a lot of jumpers that I thought in theory I would like but I've just never worn and I figured it out and that's because I like a boxy jumper Ooh. What a revelation. I know, but honestly, it's been a real revelation because I just realised that if I have a boxy jumper, so what I mean by that is it, it's not fitted at the bottom, it just kind of hangs. Yeah. I can like put it over quite a lot of maxi dresses. I can wear it a lot with midi skirts. It works a lot with my trousers. Like, you know, when they're really chunky and you're like trying to tuck them in and you're like, what? Oh, what do yeah. I do with this? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I only want to know about jumpers now if they're boxy and I bought a really nice one from Arquette, which was my first Arquette purchase. Oh, yeah, they've got some great knitwear. Yeah, and it was like pink and it's got different coloured flecks through it. Oh. I'm only laughing because Jack said to me, he was like, how do they get the flecks in the jumper? Oh. And I was like, Jack, <laughs> Jack it's in the wool. <laughs> Darling, it's in the wool. Oh, my, oh. Yeah, he was like, are they, are they adding the flecks on afterwards? I was like, no. You're like, it's going to be a long week. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing that I bought in the sale at Christmas was some Bifar boots. Oh. The larder. Are they called larder? Doesn't sound very elegant when I say it. But it feels they're... like it makes sense, though. They're the kind you might use if you were in, you were, like, I don't know, churning some butter in the larder. Yeah, with one of my prairie dresses on. And um, I had the black ones, which I bought in the sale at Harvey Nichols. I remember it, like, three or four years ago and I've kind of been eyeing up they're not like cream they're kind of a I don't really know how to describe them but like a beigey creamy stony I'm really selling it um and they were like a Victorian boot but they're 460 pounds and they've put them up since I bought the black ones but anyway found them in the sale for 160 pounds I was thrilled wow that is that is a steal that is well, not steal but that is like a Good shout. It's a reduction. Ooh, oh, that is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so I was really pleased with those. So I've definitely been trying to kind of buy less and buy better quality where I can um, because I feel like that list is is quite a pricey one. But I'm currently saving up for, and I don't, I'm sure, I think, actually I know you've seen the brand because I think they're on your blog shop as well. And But I'm saving up for a dodo bar or floral dress. Oh, oh Yeah. They're just, they're just like these weird, not weird. I don't know why I started off with the word. They're not weird. They're wonderful. <laughs> Those weird dresses. Are you really selling it? Um, and they're just kind of like, what psychedelic floral prints is the best way to describe them. They're so cool. They are really, really beautiful. Like really like traditionally 70s, aren't they? Yeah. I feel like you could find a vintage version really easily, but it would be in polyester and it would make you very hot. Vintage fashion in modern fabrics. <laughs> exactly, in cotton, which is all I'm interested in. Um, and I feel like their prices really vary. Like some of their dresses are £500, which is totally out of my price limit. But there's one and it's £225. And I'm like, if I save and sell a few more bits, you're mine. You are mine. What's it like? 
It's long sleeve, kind of like a tunic shirt opening. Um, and it's a midi dress. You might describe it as a moo a moo a moo. Is that how you say it? I might be offered another What's seat on the tube. Like a large, kind of loose fitting dress. Like I think they're originally kind of thing. Yeah, I think they originate originally from Hawaii. Ooh. Yeah, a moo moo. How do we spell that? A moo moo? Oh, because Homer Simpson wears one. Yes, like a moo moo dress. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that fashion icon, Homer Simpson. I was like, it's all coming back. Um, and the print is yellow, black. Oh, it sounds awful. Um, a burnt orange. It's one of their darker floral prints. But I'm thinking in the summer, that'll really take yeah. me places. That sounds... It, I mean... I was going to say it sounds amazing and it doesn't sound amazing. Um, but I know it will be amazing because I've seen their stuff. So that's next on my wish list. But yeah, I need to sell a few things and um, save up some pennies because I just wish I didn't know about them. Because yeah. they're, like, they're, their prints are just incredible. But yeah, some of their prices, I mean, they just need to come right down. And their swimwear is, whoa, chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. However, I did speak to somebody who got one of their bikinis in the sale and she would say that she's petite and she had to get a medium. Right, so their sizing isn't particularly generous. No, but on this loose and free moo-moo, um, I'll, <laughs> I'll be fine in a large. I can't believe I've not used the, heard or used the word moo-moo. I hope it's called a moo-moo. I'm literally going to have to Google it now. Hang on. I think it is because one of my friends, I got the bando um, nightdress, the blue one with pink flowers. And she was like, oh, this is like Homer Simpson's Moo Moo. I just put the word Moo Moo dress into Google and the second thing that came up was Moo Moo dress Homer Simpson. There you go. But it's it's definitely the origin is Hawaii. And you don't smell it. Uh, smell it. You don't spell it like I thought you did. So it's M-U-U-M-U-U. And it says it's a dress of Hawaiian origin that hangs from, oh, hang on, dot, dot, dot. I need to know more now. It hangs from the shoulder and is a cross between a shirt and a robe. Oh. Like the Aloha shirt, Moomoo exports are often brilliantly coloured with floral patterns of generic Polynesian motifs. There Ooh. we go. History on the Moomoo there. Oh, thank you. Can we say Moomoo? Moomoo. Meow, meow. I've said it so many times now. I'd, you know, when you're saying something, you're like, is that the word? Hmm. Have you got anything on your wish list that you're like, oh, I can't live without you? Um, do you know, I've tried to be updating my blog shop. There's, I've seen some nice things, but I feel like there's nothing that I'm like, oh. There's um, there's one dress I really like that I've got my eye on, um, which is by Hannah Christ. Is it Hannah Christina Metz? Oh yeah. Oh. I know she's got some lovely things, but other than that, I'm in. I'm in like a real like. No, I feel content. Yeah, you've got you've got some good dresses. Oh, talk to me about that jacket that you've got that I'm obsessed with, your your jacket coat. Your sale purchase, your acne one. So just before Christmas, I did buy a coat, um, which I'd been keeping tabs on for a while from acne. Um, and it's like this kind of, it looks like a jacket, but it's thick like a coat. And it's this like coral pink colour. Um, and it's just perfect. It's just perfect. It's great for layering um, and it fits everything underneath it. My whole wardrobe. It's so good. Um, when I saw you in it, I was like, I can't, I can't get the same. But I want I want it. Um, 
And also, I think what's good is when you just keep your eye on something all season and you're like, I, d I cannot afford you full price. Like, there's absolutely no way. But if, if somebody puts a hefty reduction on you, I'm going to be swayed. Yeah, I'm going to be the first in. I am. Um, I don't know. If, do you use the website ShopStyle? Do you know, I don't. I used to, but I've been, it's been off my radar for a bit. Yeah, well, sometimes if you don't want to spend, it's not very helpful and it is quite limited. But if you are, like, you know, the higher, punchier price points, it if you sign in and then add them to your favourites, it alerts you when they go in the sale. So <clears throat> before Christmas, I was lusting after the shrimps bag and was like, oh my God, I'm just going to die if I don't have that bag. Um, and then it went in the sale and, and ShopStyle sent me an alert. And... Also, it tells you when it's been like further reduced as well. So it, it is really good. And I did buy the shrimps bag and I sent it back. Oh, that is control. I know. Um, I just felt, and you, I feel like with the Antonia shrimp bag, you don't get this because it's quite deep. But with the one that I got for my wedding, which ShopStyle also alerted me to a reduction, it's very open. And I was like, yeah. I just don't need a bag where I'm concerned whether my belongings are going to A, fall out or B, get nicked, as Jean would say. Get nicked. Oh, yeah. my God, as if she says that. No, she does. Jack taught her to say it. Oh, my God. In what context does she normally say it? Um, When they talk about, like, monsters or crocodiles uh, crawling on top of the car and then occasionally the crocodile will nick the car. I mean, it's a bit of a... Oh, my God. Get a niche. A niche conversation. We've just taught her to say it at the moment because all she wants to do is watch Paddington, one or two. Um, Same. just taught her to say, I'm tickled the deepest shade of shrimp. Oh my god, so good! My favourite Hugh Grant song is "Pit Pity Pat." Oh, did we sing that last week? Probably the rain on the roof goes goes pit pity pat pit pity pat. No, I can't. We definitely sang that last week. Oh no! Did we do it again? Yeah. Do you know what? My my neck's just gone into my body. I'm just so embarrassed. <laughs> We've actually made it almost to an hour without singing. So it would have been weird. Yeah, it would have been strange. Well, um, that I've got to the end of my notes. I've got nothing, nothing more to say. Oh, neither have I. That's it. That's your lot this week. I will see you bright and early next Monday morning. Lovely. I'll be there with bells on. Uh, well, hopefully, in case the snow interrupts proceedings for whatever reason. We do it well, yeah. And, and then, and then, what will happen? Who knows? You know what? It's not like when it snows in this country, it brings the whole country to a standstill. Even if we're just recording via Skype. The internet's broken, Skype's broken. Run! It's all gone wrong. And on that note, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next next time, next week. Bye-bye. Bye! That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>